Hi, I'm Alki. And I'm Caddy. And this is Books, Cats, and Snacks. Shout out edition, shout out edition, shout out edition. You're not going to do a crazy number this time? Math equation? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. What is it? 10,974. Wow. You already used that number before. Really? I don't know. I figured I'd just pull it out of thin air. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not as highly caffeinated just yet. So it's, 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 you know, it's stagnant there. You're making me do this so early in the morning. Uh, I don't, fr- I don't thrive to at least 1 PM. Uh, Is that, well, we do work uh, late nights, you and I. Yeah, yeah. So anything before 10 AM, sometimes it's like, what? The world happens before this? There is a 10 AM? Like what? <laughs> yep. I'm like, I, I don't even eat breakfast. I eat brunch. That's where That's I'm true. at right now. That's true. I immediately think of like, what am I eating for lunch? <laughs> totally skip breakfast, which our lunch is our breakfast. So, you know. Well, I eat I eat breakfast and then I eat lunch at like four o'clock. Yeah, And then um, <laughs> like about eight is when I have dinner or like seven, eight o'clock is when I don't I have, have dinner anymore, actually. Or sometimes around like nine o'clock because I'm still at work. Mm-hmm. I would grab like a garlic bread and just eat it in three seconds <laughs> and that's usually a dinner but usually bananas i don't eat after like eight i've been trying really hard to do that because that's good yeah because i get mad acid reflux if i eat after like 10 <laughs> we're older now <laughs> i can't party i like i'm at that age where i can't eat after a certain time and i have to have at least seven hours of sleep or i'm just dead to the world <laughs> it's okay i was at work yesterday and one of the girls you know, she's like 22 or so. I don't oh, remember. The golden age of 22. Right. She was like, I can't, I can't wait till I get off work. Mind you, this girl's not getting off work till at least like 1130 PM. She's okay. like, I can't wait to get off work. Cause we got, we got to go out. We got to do all this stuff. And my friends are waiting for me. And I'm like, I'm sorry. What? You're going to go out after this? What is happening? Did I do this when I was 22? I'm sure I did. But just the uh-huh. thought of that, I was like, ugh, no. Yeah, yeah. And the thought of, like, doing anything past, like, 11, that's not work. I'm like, oh, you said well, I don't want to do that. That's, where the, that's when the youths are out. No, thank you. So welcome to our book shout out, you guys. This mm-hmm. is where Caddy and I each pick two books that we want to talk about. We haven't necessarily read it, but it's come to our radar and we're we're excited to bring them up. We're currently reading Caddy's pick, Killers of a Certain Age by Deanna Rayburn. It's totally Charlie's Angels, man. It's like Charlie Angels on steroids. <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's dual timeline. So it's when they mm-hmm. were kind of younger, like becoming these assassins. And of yep. course, there's, they're retired as the other timeline. So mm-hmm. this is right up your alley, Caddy. <laughs> I love this. I love, love, love this book. In a wee, way, I think of my mom because my mom, this is like my mom's generation Age, right here. Yeah. yeah, like in the late 70s when my mom was like 20 and some change. So I think of like my mother being... <laughs> <laughs> who can barely text <laughs> you know be like this like super aged assassin it just it's funny she might be right now who knows I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised you know <laughs> no there's one mother that I wouldn't be surprised would be like the secret agent <laughs> so <laughs> yeah mm, just saying but yeah like it, it's just so funny how much how they talk about it in the book like just a little piece of it I'm not really giving anything away how they talk about how much technology has advanced since their time of being young and now right. like it's such a leap 
You right. know, when you think about it in 50 years, I mean, you know, I got to give it to them. I, you know, I imagine my mother, you know, trying to figure things out. I'm like, <laughs> all right, D. Yep. She's okay. like, why are these kids always dancing in front of their phones? What, what's going on there? I was like, they just, they're recording themselves like a videotape. <laughs> yeah, D, like a videotape. <laughs> But it's in their phone. <laughs> That's what she calls it. She doesn't call it a recording because, you know, we'll say recording. She'll right. say videotaping. <laughs> so everything. Oh, you're videotaping over there. And I'm like, yes, D, I'm videotaping. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> yeah, that's them. OK, so let's start with your first book, Caddy. OK, my first pick is If We Were Villains by M.L. Rio. It was published April 11th of 2017. It's 354 pages. All right. Synopsis time. Okay. So Oliver has spent the last 10 years of his life in jail for a crime he may or may not have committed. On the day of the release, he is greeted by the detective who investigated the case. Detective Colborn is set to retire, but before he does, he needs to know what really happened that fateful evening. Oliver was one of seven actors in a group that were studying Shakespeare about a decade ago. So he was like in a little Shakespeare troupe. They went like at a really prestigious art college. Okay. So he was part of this group. So the group of friends fit the troupe of the Shakespeare actors that they played in stage as they did in life. So they're very much how, you know, there was the leading lady. There was the leading mm -hmm. man, the best friend, you know, all that. It was all, it's lining up just much like a Shakespearean tragedy type. But now, a decade later, with a new member dead... Uh -uh. They must prove themselves innocent once again. So there's kind of like a two mystery situation. I'm assuming they're going to fi figure out what happened with Oliver. Right. Did he really do what happened? And now they've got to figure out a new mystery of a new member. So that book, one more time, is If We Were Villains by M.L. Rio. So I think it sounds pretty good with the Shakespearean theme. I'm sure it's going to be dramatic. And, right. This is not uh, your most. usual pick. The fact it is that not. Picked I picked like two kind of mystery thrillers. I picked like more of your genre this time. Wow. So, yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get off the chiclet for a little bit. <laughs> different. So that's one of my different picks. It's funny you thought that because I did not pick a mystery thriller at all this week. So the table has turned. Yeah, I figured if I if I if you were going to do it, I did. Right. <laughs> but I was like, wow, we're either going to have four the same book or two and two. I was like, watch right. your pick like two cat books or something. <laughs> yeah. Actually, one of my books. It, it was almost a cat book. Was it? Yeah, almost. I don't know how far you are into Killers of a Certain Age, but there's a cat in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always pick a book and I never know. Like, I didn't know there was one at Eleanor Elephant. Oh, yeah. I didn't know about Glenn. Oh, my God. That was so good. Yeah. And I didn't know about the kitty in this one either. But now I know. <laughs> So, and then there's what you call, oh, together we will go. I knew that I picked it specifically because there was a cat on the cover. So that cat, uh, his name is Soldier. And if you guys haven't read that book, <sighs> Soldier like has our heart like forever. Oh, forever. Yeah. <laughs> Much like Marcellus. Soldier and yeah. Marcellus have a special place in my heart. I actually loved Marcellus so much. I think that I might want to get a tattoo of him on my other yeah. arm. Yeah. And like the quote from the book about remarkably bright creatures. Mm -hmm. so, but anyway, my first book shout out, like I said, this time I'm not doing any mystery thrillers. So this is kind of odd for me. Um, every now and then I sprinkle in some other books. But the one I'm talking about today is called Maps of Our Spectacular Bodies. 
and it's by Maddie Mortimer. It's 448 pages, and it was published last year, June 28th. 2022. I have to admit, the two books I picked for this episode, I honestly picked it solely for the book titles. I just <laughs> think these titles are pretty cool. Yeah. So this one, Maps of Our Spectacular Bodies, it's actually more serious than it sounds. It's actually mm-hmm. how our body thinks and cope. It's mm-hmm. it's a fiction novel, but it's about a family. Well, really, primarily, it's about the mom. Her name's Leah. But there's her husband, Harry, and then they have a daughter named Iris. The book centers around Leah and how she copes about being diagnosed with cancer and how the family copes with it. Mm. Because Iris is still kind of coming of age. And of course, there's a husband. They label this a lyrical debut novel. So it kind of reminds me a little bit of Ocean Vuong's On Earth Were Briefly Mm. Gorgeous. I don't know if it's a tough read like that i'm talking about like the feel of it yeah i think it's kind of that like airy kind of yeah i know what you mean i know what you mean i think it's it's more of a like a contemporary fiction read it's a where it's more poetic so the book is labeled as a passionate coming of age story a meditation on illness and death and a kaleidoscopic journey through one woman's life told in part by the malevolent voice of her disease so I oh. think it's a pretty heavy book, uh-huh. but really oh, emotional and beautiful. It's something yeah. totally different that we normally read. Obviously, it's not mystery thrillers that I or uh-uh. horror that I normally pick, but this was pretty attractive to me. So. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I, I totally feel you on that part. But I, I do like that different kind of way of talking about it, but I do get Ocean Vuong vibes from it, like just yeah. the way he tells it. It's really lyrical. That very like... I can hear the classical music playing in the background. I can see like the billowiness. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, I can see it in my head how it goes. Yeah, right. I can, I can definitely Let me tell. just read this last little part in the mm-hmm. synopsis. Uh-huh. So it kind of gives you a feel of how this book is written. Okay. Pivoting between the domestic and the epic, the comic and the heartbreaking, this astonishing novel unearths the darkness and levity of one woman's life to symphonic effect. So pretty glamorous writing, I would say. Yeah. You know? yeah. But anyway, so that book is called Maps of Our Spectacular Bodies by Maddie Mortimer. That is definitely something I would read. And sure. your turn, Caddy. Okay. All right. So my second book, from what I've been told, is pretty popular. And yeah. it came up on my feed. So I was like, oh, this looks cool. And I just liked it because it reminded, I thought figured you would like it because it like the lettering looked like Stephen King lettering. Like the way it was done, like the cover of it gave me, I looked at it, I was like, huh, that looks Stephen Kingy. So I was like, she, she probably knows if she hasn't done it already. It's called How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendrix. Ooh, very popular, definitely. It's everywhere. I want to read that. It came up on my, it, it sounds interesting. It almost sounds yeah. comical. Like when I read the synopsis, I don't know if it's supposed to be, but I kind of, I was like, huh. I could see this as a very dark comedy, like in my head. So it was published January 17th of 2023. So just this last week, oh, a couple days ago. Oh, we know by the time of this recording, uh, 419 pages, which is a little bit longer than we normally pick. So Louise's parents have died and she doesn't want to go back home. Growing up in that house was not necessarily ideal. She can't stand to be in the place where her parents are no longer there. She also doesn't want to see her 'er ne'er-do-well brother who is jealous of her success. Unfortunately, she does need his help to fix up the house for sale. But 
the house itself has other plans. So take from that what you will. Because the, <laughs> the description itself, when I read it, was very kind of like, to me, it was kind of a little vague. And I think they left it like that on purpose. So basically, it's like, the, I, I'm, I'm assuming the house is coming alive kind of situation and just like the the horrors of it's a mass. So I was like, huh, this is not... but you could see how it would become like a dark comedy. Like I could yeah. see brother and sister fighting about BS and then the house all of a sudden just starts like doing his thing. They're like, oh, hell, like, you know what I mean? You know, who knows what her parents growing up wasn't very ideal. So who knows what the parents have done or right. you know, what yeah. has been done before them? I think the houses in South Carolina that I read. So, you know, it's that like big houses with the columns, you know, yeah. that very, yeah. that spooky home. I think the Forrest Gump house. You know what I mean? You know, that big uh, yeah, house sitting on that like land. Plantation type yeah, plantation house. type. That's what I imagined in my head. So I was like, who knows what a, what freaking horrors lie in those houses. So, <laughs> you know, no offense if you live in South Carolina. They are still beautiful homes. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, anything still, old in all haunted. the U.S. <laughs> old, anything older in the U.S. is usually haunted. So, I don't know. It just sounds really interesting. And like you said, it is really popular, too. So... And I know his stuff, you said, like, you were telling me his stuff is really popular, too. This is yeah, the first thing I've seen with him. Yeah, there's several books of his I, wanna, yeah. I want to read. This, I, wanna, I don't know, just yeah. when I read this, and I kind of giggled to myself, because to me it was, I, I'm not sure if he wrote this as, like, a, a really dutiful horror, horror book, which, you know, most likely that's what it is. But for me, in my head, I was like, oh, my God, this is a dark comedy, because that's what <laughs> my head goes to. Because I can't, I can't, because I can't take things too seriously, so immediately it goes to just dark humor in my head. <laughs> I can't go there. I can't. So people are like twisting and turning in their chairs. Yeah, and I'm just like, like that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how I cope. That's how I cope. Okay. So once more time, this book is called How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendrix. Well, he's definitely going to be an author that we pick this year mm-hmm. at one point. At some point, his yeah. Books. They're all pretty interesting. So yeah, I wanted to run this by. This is the one time I had to run this by Oki first because I was like. Have you done this book? Are you doing this book like today? Because this is very oaky. Like this book right here, reading it, I was like, yep, this is her. 100%. Well, it's been so. on my list for a while, yeah. <laughs> so I knew, I was like, let me ask her before before you run in. And there's only three books on this shout out today. <laughs> You're going to have to like pick a quick one. Like, damn it. <laughs> okay. So my second pick for this shout out, like I said, I didn't pick any mystery thriller but this one's kind of kind of adventurous. Okay. And my theme this week is definitely just fun book titles, I guess. <laughs> the book I chose is called A Spindle Splintered by Alix E. Harrow. And it's part of the Fractured Fables series. It's the number one of the series. So definitely think along the line of Sleeping Beauty. Let's just have okay. that in your head. I was thinking Rumpelstiltskin. That would make sense. But this is a short book. This is almost a novella. It's 128 pages, and it was published October 5th, 2021. The author had a debut novel, which was called The 10,000 Doors of January, and it's a book about stories and doors. It's really inventive, a creative way of writing. So I was really intrigued by this book. But A Spindle Splintered is about this girl named Zinnia Gray. She's about to have a 21st birthday. And it's a huge deal because this is her last birthday she'll ever have. Apparently, when she was young, there was like an industrial accident. And she has this rare condition Mm. where they don't live past 21. 
And she has a best friend named Charm. I don't know how that's a name. All right. Well, okay. But we're part of this fairy tale story, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Her best friend wants to give her this like full sleeping beauty experience. There's a tower, there's a spinning wheel and everything. By not giving it away, but when she goes through this experience and she pricks her finger, something crazy unexpected happens. This is definitely one of those fun stories where there's another sleeping beauty on the other side of the world, kind of like on the other side of the realm or something like that i uh-huh. am, i'm not a hundred percent sure oh in the multiverse <laughs> yeah exactly in the multiverse somebody one of the reviews says two girls destined to die cross paths altering their doomed fates in this whimsical modern day reimagining of sleeping beauty oh that's wonderful that is yeah. right up your alley isn't yeah, that your so- favorite disney is that your favorite princess? Sleeping Beauty is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Little Mermaid tops everything. Yeah, Little Mermaid. But Sleeping Beauty. Right. And, well, I know this isn't Disney, but Anastasia, right? It's <laughs> right up there, too. Dimitri made me love bats. <laughs> now do this, sir. And then this, sir. And honestly, yes. Dimitri was one of those cartoon characters I had a crush on. I thought he was so cute. Like Eric and Little Mermaid. I thought he was so <laughs> cute. <laughs> I want to make a comment that the reviewer that I read that from, her name's uh-huh. Eric's Book Rack, by the way. Just okay. give her credit for that. Uh-huh. But anyway, so the book that I'm talking about is called A Spindle Splintered by Leeks E. Harrow. So it looks like in this series, there's another book called A Mirror Mended. That's uh. the second series that was published last year. And it's also just 130 pages it looks pretty cool her books i don't know who designs her book covers but they are mm-hmm. beautiful they're so pretty I oh i'm sure to just collect them just because of the artwork honestly mm-hmm. but okay once again a spindle splintered by leaks e harrow mm-hmm. and that concludes our book shout out this mm-hmm. week we're still reading caddy's pick killers of certain age and that is our discussion next week so we will see you guys then Bye. 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 Yeah.